Hi, Mama. I hope your day is just so lovely. I know my morning specifically was great because I got, I think, six, almost six hours straight of sleep last night, like without any wake-ups as far as I can remember, and I cannot remember the last time that happened, whether it's from sick kids or, uh, you know, me waking up because my body is just struggling to sleep or I don't know, whatever it is, that is not common. (laughs) at least hasn't been in the past few months. So I just felt so amazing waking up. And then uh, my kids have been struggling. We were in North Carolina for Thanksgiving and they've been struggling to get back on our normal schedule. Um, And so usually usually they'll sleep until seven when I wake them up, um, at least the older kids. Uh, But then after North Carolina, they were waking up at like six on their own. And that quiet time I normally have with God was disrupted and it was challenging. But this morning, they were back at it, and I got my sweet time with God this morning, and um, got to get ready in peace, and felt rested. So all that to say, I am just feeling great, Um, and yeah, praise the Lord, right? I mean, you know how that feels, especially if you have littles, and just how challenging it is. So (laughs) anyways, had to share my win with you. But we are have a few more episodes left of our series how to stay married and have kids. And I know it's been kind of intense. I know it's been a lot of um, mindset shifting and challenging work to do. Um, And so way to stick it out if you've been listening to the series. If you haven't, I encourage you to go back and and listen in. But today we're going to talk about how to find the energy and time to be with your husband, to find that one-on-one time together, and then what to do when you do have that. And this is such an essential of being married. I think most of us can kind of recognize that, though in a season with kids, uh, it can be easy to neglect this. And so I just want to spend a whole episode talking about how we can do this. I know it's one of your guys' biggest questions is like, how do we make this happen? What does that even look like in this season? So we are going to talk about that. And I am just excited to, to do this work with you. I know, um, you know, this podcast is about motherhood, right? About our kids and being moms and, and how to show up in the fullness of who we are. But truly our marriages impact that more than we recognize, uh, impact how we show up. Our marriages impact our kids, uh, in a profound way. And so if we want to love our kids well, um, cause I know for a lot of us, especially in our culture, uh, loving our kids is, is seen as the priority above anything else, even marriage. And so for those of you that are motivated more by your kids, or that's why you're on this podcast, um, I just want to encourage you, your marriage has a profound impact on your kids, almost more than anything else that you're doing. And so when we're, why we're taking so much time out of uh, this space to talk about marriage is because that's how we raise our kids well. That's how we love them well, is we, we show them the gift of a healthy marriage. And wherever you're at, whatever you know history behind you have behind you, we want to take the marriages we have right now and make them healthy. And that is available to each and every one of you. And so I, I just encourage you to lean in and, and don't think that this is second secondary work to parenting. Uh, This is also the work of parenting. Uh, It is 
so important that we give our kids this gift. In addition to honoring God through this, honoring ourselves, honoring our spouses through this. But I know some of us are more motivated by that. And so I just wanted to to share that with you, but I'm excited to go in today. Um, So get ready. We're going to do some practicals and it's going to be great. Let's do this. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, so excited to dive into how we can create time and energy to be with our husbands and what that looks like in this season. And uh, before we dive in, as always, I just want to take a second and say if you are struggling to show up uh, as the mom that you've always dreamed of being, that you always wanted to be a mom and you you know, thought about that for so long, maybe your whole life. And now that you are a mom and you're sitting here and you're like, wait a minute, this is not what I dreamed of. This is not what I always wanted. And I know that feeling. That's why I created this podcast is because I realized just how challenging life alone and then you add in kids uh, can be. And so it is my mission to help you take back your motherhood, to help you create the motherhood you've always dreamed of. And maybe for some of you, marriage is the biggest barrier to that, right? Like as I just talked about, our marriages impact our kids. And so if you're struggling in your motherhood, struggling in your marriage, I have a solution for you. And I know that sounds weird that there's one solution for all of it, but truly what what the solution is, is, is rewiring your brain through a very simple process, working on healing old wounds and reforming your psych, your, uh, the cycles you've been stuck in so that you can become who you're created to be. That might sound complicated, but I promise it's so simple. Uh, after you go through the process with me, you'll have a very simple map to show you what your core wounds are, how they keep showing up destructively in your life and in your relationships, and then what to do about it. A, a simple path out of that. Now it's simple, but it's still hard work. Like this work is not easy by any means, but it is simple. And so I would love to introduce that to you and walk with you side by side through forming that map and through applying it to every area of your life. And that's why I created the Healed Mama Academy is so that you can have a space to do that with me and I can help you really change the trajectory of your life, help you love motherhood, help you show up as the mom and the wife that you know you've always wanted to be, you know you were created to be. We do this all in community. That's the beauty of it too, is you get to hear other people's struggles and in and, and every call, people are like, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that. It's exactly what I was experiencing. And so there's so much beauty and power in doing this in community. So come join us. If you know, if you've heard me talk about this, you've had that inkling that this is for you, then don't delay anymore. Ask for it for a Christmas gift. Um, whatever you need to do to get over there, come apply now at Morning Mama 
morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. And I would just love to get to be there with you, get to know your whole story and walk with you through this healing journey. Uh, It is so fun for me to just help you find that freedom that you were made for. So I hope to see you over there. I can't wait to work with you. And yeah, um, let's jump in though to today's episode. So, you know, we're talking about how to find the time and energy to be with our husbands. And first of all, I just want to talk for a moment about, um, the season. So I think, you know, when we talk about the weather, right, we have to know what season we're in. We have to know uh, if it's a season where when we get dressed in the morning, we need to put on uh, pants and a sweater versus like shorts and a tank top. You know, I just saw a picture. We have like one of those uh, frames that changes out. Like there's a bunch of pictures in there and it cycles through them, which is so fun. Although it distracts my kids a lot in the morning when they're getting dressed. So sometimes I have to hide it, but (laughs) I saw one, um, where people were just in shorts and tank top and like they had flushed faces. It was obviously hot outside and it's like winter here, but it's California. So I'm, I'm a wimp for sure. But I just looked at them dressed in shorts and tank tops. And I was like, Oh my gosh, they look so cold. (laughs) It's so funny. And so it's like, we got to know what season we're in, right? We have to know how to get dressed in the morning. We have to know when we leave the house, do we need to grab a coat? I know for some of you that live in real weather, not just like Southern California weather, um, you have to maybe put on gloves and a mitten, uh, mittens. <laughs> you have to put on snow boots. You have to shovel the driveway. You have to warm up your car before you get going. You know, there's, there's so much that goes into knowing what season you're in. And so the same is true of our lives. When we look at what is what we're in the middle of, like we need to take account of what season we're in, right? We don't ignore the weather outside. Now, the weather outside doesn't need to dictate our life. It doesn't need to stop activities. Now, the activities might be shifted, right? So maybe if we um, are in a really snowy place, we're not going to be outside as much or the activities we're doing outside might look different, but it doesn't dictate who we are, right? It doesn't mean that we give up on hopes and dreams. It doesn't mean that we um, just stay inside forever all winter if we're outdoor people, right? We, we figure out a way to accomplish the mission we have, right? We still have to drop our kids off at school. That's a better example. We, we still need to show up for work, right? We still accomplish the things that we're called to, it's just going to look different and it might be more challenging, right? If you do live in a snowy state and you're trying to get to work in this, in the summer it might be easy in the winter. Again, it might take a lot more effort. You got to get more dressed. You got to shovel the driveway. You got to four wheel drive through the snow and pray that you, there's no ice. I grew up in Colorado. So I remember those, that feeling. I'm so glad I did not have to drive in the snow and the ice anymore. Man, that like, Oh, that was rough. you've got this stuff. You're doing that. You're amazing. (laughs) I hope you're enjoying the snow. You get a white Christmas. You gotta, gotta count the blessings. Um, and yeah, so we, we don't stop the, the mission that we know we're called to do. We don't just stay at home all winter and not work and not take our kids to school and do all of these things. And so the same goes in our, our parenthood and in our marriage, right? The season that we're in, we need to recognize it. It informs how we dress, right? So the season we're in, in marriage is that we, you know, specifically, I'm usually talking to people with small kids, but it applies to any, any kind of mother, um, you know, especially kids at home. But we take into account in this season that 
time looks different. The demands look different. There is a lot more demands, right? We have to care for these little humans. We have to keep them fed and we have to help them get dressed and go to the bathroom. Like, oh man, it's just like so many butts to wipe, you know? Um, and so like that, that is the season we're in. And so we got married, right? That's the mission we're on. And so now we're in the midst of motherhood and we don't stop that mission. We don't, we don't just let go of the fact that we're married. We don't just let go of the things we know we need to do in order to succeed at that mission. But we need to acknowledge the weather. We need to acknowledge the temperature, the season. And so the, the way that we're going to show up the amount of time we're going to show up, the things we're going to do to show up for that marriage are going to look different. And so you have to be careful not to compare your marriage and and how you guys are being together to what it was like before you had kids. That was a different season. You had more time. You had less pressure. You had less responsibilities, right? And you can compare two to different seasons, right? When you maybe had your first infant and like there was still, you know, you're trying to get used to being parents and that was challenging, but you still got to like have real conversations because there wasn't a kid talking your ear off constantly, right? And then the season of as that baby got older and then maybe you added another sibling and each, each, you know, different phase in a kid's life and in the family's life is different. And so you have to look at what season are you in? Where are you guys at in your season as a family, right? Maybe you have littles and a lot of them. Maybe you you have older kids. And so as you're going through and figuring out how to show up in your marriage and what it should look like, because I do believe there is a should. I know a lot of people talk about there should be no shoulds. Um, And I understand like we're not you know, we don't want to shame ourselves for things. Um, but I think they're, you know, the Bible gives us some shoulds, you know? (laughs) And so as Christians, I think we can't throw out all shoulds. Uh, and so I do believe our marriages should include some certain things. Um, like today we're talking about one-on-one time together. Yes, we should find time (laughs) to spend one-on-one with our husbands that is without our children. Um, but it's going to look different depending on the season. And so, you know, if you're in a season when your kids are out of the house, maybe you have a lot of time for this and you guys can go on great adventures and you can get tons of quality time and then play games together and have long conversations. But if you're in a season like I am where you have a lot of little kids, right? I have a five-year-old and now a three-year-old and now a one-year-old. They just all like upgraded to the next age. So it's just, (laughs) it's sweet. Um, But you know, we don't have a lot of time at all. It is hard. It is hard to find time to be one-on-one together alone without our kids, especially for us. We're very both introverted. And so at night when the kids go to bed, like we just want to be alone. We don't want to talk to each other really even sometimes. (laughs) We don't even necessarily want to share the same space sometimes. Like I just want to go and uh, do like I'm working on a a course right now. Um, I think I shared it with you, but by Hannah Brencher, it's called Overhaul Your Routines. It's really great. Highly recommend it. But anyways, I just want to go work on my course or I want to go read in bed, right? I don't really want want to talk to him. I don't, want, I don't even want to watch TV with him. I don't love watching TV anyways. So 
all that to say, it, we have to be super intentional in this season to spend time together. And so now when we do spend time together, I'm not like looking at where we were when we first got married and we had no kids. And I'm not saying like, wow, we're failing in our marriage because this is the only time we have together. I'm saying, no, this is like what this looks like in this season to be healthy. So you need grace for the season acknowledge what kind of season you're in. I want you to spend, you know, if you're taking notes today, I want you to spend some time journaling maybe about like, what does this season look like? What, what do you need to consider as you think about how to structure your time and, and how much time would be healthy in this season? Um, but as we acknowledge the season, we also need to do a few things. And that is, you know, I talk about this all of the time, but we need to make sure we're putting our husband before our kids. Now, this can be challenging when you have littles, right? There's some physical demands, of course, you have to meet. And you probably will spend more time, like, taking care of and being with your kids because that's just a requirement, when, especially when you have littles. But what I mean by this is you prioritize that time with him and you prioritize him. So some things that this might mean is, you know, and everyone's different. So people can, I'm not saying if you don't do this, you can't have a healthy marriage. But for a lot of us, it means sleep training. It means getting our kids out of our bed. It means getting the rest we need to show up as the wives and mothers we need to be. And so I know for me, for sure, that has been true. I, I absolutely believe in sleep training and keeping my kids out of my bed. Um, that is a space for me to rest. It's a space for me and my husband to share. And so that is part of me prioritizing him um, and myself. And, and as I prioritize myself, that helps me show up for my husband. So it's kind of twofold there. Um, but that also might mean getting help with uh, someone taking care of the kids. Maybe that's um, hiring help to clean your house or do other things so that you can have that time or mental and physical energy to show up for your husband, right? And I know not everyone has the budget for that. This is not like a, this list I'm sharing is not like a prescription of like, you need to do all these things in order to have a healthy marriage. These are ideas to help you figure out in your season, what are some things you can do to prioritize your husband and your marriage? So you've got to take the microscope to your own life and, and ask God to lead you in that. These are just some ideas, um, that, that might help you with that. So another, um, part that of prioritizing our husband is maybe investing, money in, in getting away with him, whether that's again, in a date or on a trip. And that's how you guys relegate your finances is that you make sure you have the money for a trip. And maybe that means you don't buy as many toys at Christmas. That's okay. Like our kids have too many toys. <laughs> Truly. Maybe that means that you, um, have to sacrifice in other areas, right? But you're, you're making that a priority. You're making your marriage a priority. And so you put your time there, you put your money there, you put your, um, you structure your life in a way that you can show up for that marriage. And this is not easy, especially in the season of littles, but it is a choice. And it is a choice that God calls us to make is God. That's the order that God uh, has organized, called us to organize our lives in and that God comes first and then our marriages and then our kids. It's, it's not flipped. And I know uh, the world might say something different, but we make our standards by God and not by what the world says. So, um, we'll talk more about this in a minute, but we need to make sure we're not feeling guilty for this time that we take away with our husbands. Um, in fact, if you want to feel guilt, feel guilty, not taking away time with your husband, because that's, that's what a healthy marriage looks like. So we'll, we'll dive into that more, but 
let's talk about this. So first we're going to go through, um, how to make the time and, and find that energy when you're in this season. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what to do when you have that space away. Maybe some of you are already great at that part, but maybe some of you need some direction and, or maybe all of us just need some ideas and encouragement. So first of all, how do we make the time? How do we have the energy? And the, the biggest point that I want to make, and then we're going to talk about some ideas under this, but the biggest thing you need to do is to schedule this time. Absolutely. You need to schedule this. If you do not schedule it, it will not happen. You know, this you're in a season of craziness. If you do not schedule it, it will not happen. There is so many demands for the kids that are screaming in our face constantly. And it's so easy to forget that there's any demands of our marriage, right? Cause they're another human. They're an adult. They take care of themselves, right? We see each other. We maybe have dinner together as a family, right? And so it's easy to just think it's fine. It's okay. Right. Versus our kids who are like need help wiping their butts <laughs> or they need help feeding themselves or they need help getting dressed. So it's like, it's those demands are screaming at us or it's the constant emails from their school about activities and things that are due and whatever else, right? So everything else, all the other demands of our world are screaming at us and marriage doesn't really get a voice in there, right? Like when does our marriage scream at us unless we're in a fight? (laughs) And that's usually, uh, now conflict is healthy and we'll talk about that. Um, screaming is not healthy, but conflict is healthy. In the next episode, we'll talk about that. But, um, if we're in a screaming fight, that means we've probably neglected the marriage for too long. And now it's, it's, too late. I'm not saying it's too late for your marriage. I'm saying that it's, you know, the email that comes helps us prepare for the event ahead. The screaming fight is not preparation for a healthy marriage. That's like, Ooh, we, we missed something because this fight is not healthy. So we're, we're missing some things to help prepare us to have a healthy marriage. If that makes sense. Okay. So you've got to schedule it. Even if you're not a planner, not a scheduler, you know, and if you're listening to this episode, this means that you struggle with this area. So don't, come arguing with me and saying, no, we like to just go and, and be spontaneous and flexible. And it's great that way. There's ways to like input spontaneity into that scheduled time. But if you're listening to this episode and, and if you have kids at home, you probably need this in your life. So unless you have already designated time with your husband face to face, no children, it's intentional every single week then you don't have to, you don't have to worry about this, but I don't think that's probably any of you. So you've got to schedule it. Okay. I think I (laughs) drove that point home enough. Um, and here's the trick to scheduling it too. do it in a time when you are less tired. So we're, we're, we're scheduling it, which means we're planning we're going to prepare for that mentally. We're going to make sure we get enough sleep before that day. We're going to make it a priority, right? So we're, we're, we're setting it as the first part of our schedule because it's a priority. And so then, then we're helping, it's going to help us prepare for that moment. We're going to be less tired because of that preparation and schedule it where it makes sense. So some ideas for this. A lot of times in this season, night times aren't great, at least for us, maybe you're different, but my husband and I, and I think, I think from most moms I hear at the end of the day, we are dead. There is very little left in us. That's why so many people end up 
binging Netflix or scrolling on their phone or eating too much junk or having too much wine because they're, they feel so depleted that they're trying to compensate for that in unhealthy ways. And so most of the time, night times are not in this season going to be the best. You know, for a while, my husband and I tried to do this. We have what we call sacred time and we call it sacred time. It's, it's uh, the verbiage from one of the marriage coaches we've seen in the past. And um, I love it because it's, it's acknowledging like this time is sacred, right? It's this space that we are going to keep holy. We're going to put as priority. Nothing comes in the way of this because it's sacred. And so it just already in the way you speak about it helps set it up as a priority. And so for a while, we tried to do our sacred time at night. And uh, yeah, it mostly did not go well. <laughs> we also were in a different season and um, just not as in a, as much of a healthy place in our marriage. So that was part of it. But also we were just exhausted. And so trying to show up fully as like loving, caring partners for each other. It just didn't usually go well. So I don't recommend nights. Now, if that is the only time you have, or, or maybe for you, it is the best time, then that's great. Like I think number one is schedule it and, and then try and find the best time. So if if that's the only, truly the only time, then you make that work, right? Like figure out, maybe you need to like, just make some PB and J's for dinner that night, right? How can you conserve your energy so you can show up in that space? Maybe you put on a little extra TV that day. Um, and you know, maybe you just that day, let it go because you're prioritizing your marriage. Now I'm not here. I want to do an episode on screens soon because I'm so passionate about it, but I'm not here to say like all the time, just use screens to occupy your kids. But if you know, maybe you usually only do 30 minutes a day. And on this day that you're with your husband, you do like a full hour, maybe even an hour and a half, like a full movie. And that helps you have the mental energy, mental and physical energy to show up for your husband, right? Do what you need to is what I'm saying. Okay. So schedule it in a a great time. Um, for us, naps are great. If your kids are older, this might be more challenging, but nap time is perfect. It's the middle of the day. We can have that cup of coffee, plenty of energy. Um, all of our kids, well, two of our kids nap. And then one of them, we have been strict about having quiet time in his room. Um, and if you're struggling with that, I did for a while, my, my son was struggling with this and I set up like a reward system for him. Um, it just, yeah, just worked for us. I think you can also use discipline and with this, depending on like what your discipline looks like in your home. And, um, but you know, I think this is important is to help them have that time by themselves to unwind. And then you're getting your time with your husband. And that can look like a lot of different things. Maybe they're allowed to be in the playroom. Maybe they're allowed to be outside, um, depending on their ages. Right. But figure out what, what works. Um, if naps are off the table for some of your kids and see if you can make quiet time happen. So naps are great. Um, mornings. So if you guys get up before your kids, my husband and I tried this for a short time and it worked pretty well. Um, but it just wasn't as consistent, you know, we, we just eventually it didn't work as well to do that. Um, you know, I, it was hard cause I was missing my one-on-one time with God. He usually has a, a different sleep schedule. And so, you know, it wasn't all that to say, that's another idea. <laughs> See what you can hear. We've tried so many different things. So don't be discouraged if you have to try a lot of different things till you figure out that sweet spot. All right. Day dates are a great one. Um, so 
you know, here so far, I've talked about ways to do it while your kids are at home. And I, I forgot to make that point. You do not need to go and spend a bunch of money on a babysitter and a fancy dinner out and doing all these fun things every week. Now, I do think it's important to do that sometimes. And if you can manage to do that every week, amazing, do it. But that's not going to be reality for a lot of us. So how can you make this so basic, so simple, so, um, stress and, uh, like, like remove all the barriers to make this essential. So for us, sacred time, we assume it's at home. We assume we're sitting on the porch with a cup of coffee. Like it's never like, Oh, should we go out this week? Um, now, if we do schedule a date and we do need to do it more often, um, we plan that separately. And so it's completely disconnected from our sacred time. And for us, that is important because otherwise there's going to be so many barriers that come in our way. We're like, oh, the kids are sick, so we can't have someone watch them. Or, oh, I don't know if we have the finances this week. Or, oh, you know, so-and-so, whatever. Um, for a while, when we were going to see our biblical coach, we would that, that would be our date night. So we would go and see them, him, and then we would go out to dinner afterwards. So that was an easy way to set that. But now that we're in a different season, we just assume we're on the porch. So this is a lot of ideas. All of this is to get your brain churning to think, okay, what do we need to do? How can we do this? So, um, figure out for you in your season, what is going to be best. Um, day dates also, if you can afford someone, day dates are great. You have more energy. The sun is out. It's just better. So I highly recommend day dates. I know a lot of people, um, use that. Now I want to talk for a minute about a babysitter or family watching the kids. Some of you, this is a like, duh, this is easy. But for some of you, I know you feel guilt about asking for someone to come watch your kids. And I, you know, I kind of already touched on this, but I just can't emphasize enough how when you invest in your marriage, you are investing in your kids. And it's a, it's really a God commandment that he has called us to put our marriages first. And so when we feel guilty about leaving our kids so that we can invest in our marriage, that we have a backwards mindset. And so you probably let some ideals of culture slip in there and that's okay. We all have those. And so it's just about taking those to the throne of God, laying that down and saying, God, help me to see this differently. Help me to see it your way and that my marriage is more important. And so we've really got to work on that mindset. Um, and now I think this also goes beyond just marriage. I think, um, all of us, whether we're working, whether we want to break, whether we need to be with our husbands, whatever it is, it's okay to let our, some people watch our kids. We should not feel this pressure to be with our kids 24 seven day in, day out. It's okay to have trusted people in our life. It's not just okay. It's good. It's healthy to have trusted people in our life to come and take care of our kids. Sometimes we all need that. So, um, I think for those of you that are struggling with that, that's probably a bigger conversation. Um, but for now, I just want to specifically talk about with marriage. That's so essential. And then also I saw one or two comments about worrying about kids behavior when you're gone. Um, and so if that's something you're struggling with, and this is something you really need to make a priority to work on, um, apart from when the sitter or whoever comes, if, if discipline is that big of a deal, then you need to get some things in place. Now, no shame here. I, we have been through seasons with our kids like that. And we had some struggles with babysitter for a little bit of time because just the combination of my two kids and yeah. Um, and so 
I'm not saying that like we're perfect over here, um, but it's something to work on. If you don't have a plan for discipline, then you need to get one. Um, I encourage the book Shepherding a Child's Heart. Um, I know Crazy Cool Family has great resources. I talk about that kind of stuff all the time, but that is something that um, we need to be comfortable leaving our kids with trusted people. Um, and yeah, if you're not able to do that, that then you really need to prioritize discipline in this season with your family. Okay. Um, another idea, if you don't want to hire someone is to get your kids occupied while you and your husband have a date. So if they're old enough, go send them to the backyard and play and you tell them, Hey, I am having time with my husband right now. You guys are not allowed to come up to the porch unless there's an emergency. Right. And, you know, obviously make sure they're in a safe place and, you know, you know, the limits of your kids. And if you need, maybe like our porch overlooks the backyard, uh, but it's still far enough away that we could have a private conversation. So that could work for us. We could watch over them. Um, not at these ages right now, but, um, you know, say if it were just my five-year-old, um, but figure out what that looks like and, and, and use that to use that time with your husband. So you could also use screen time if you needed. Again, like I'm not always for that, but there, if that, like, if that's the only way to do it, put on a movie and go sit with your husband for an hour, hour and a half. Yes, that is worth it. Absolutely. Once a week, do that. So there's really no excuses. Like, I think babies are the most challenging age, but babies nap. So time it. So the baby is napping and then the big kids are watching a movie and you go sit with your husband every single week. And there's just so many ideas about how to get creative. I know my friend um, that doesn't have any family nearby. They have three young kids, even younger than mine, and they have so many creative solutions. They have neighbors they know really well and uh, trust them, and they swap babysitting with them. Um, they go to Disneyland, and when the kids fall asleep and are napping in the strollers, they like stroll them over and have a beer with each other and um, like have a little date out while they're there. And so there's so many different ways to get creative with this. So make sure you're just kind of thinking creatively and thinking about how you could make this work with your husband. Now, briefly, I just want to talk about what to do when you're in this space. Um, first of all, just be intentional, right? This is intentional space you're sharing. And I encourage you to limit it to an hour, especially if you're just beginning, maybe even less than that. Um, you could do maybe a little bit more than that, but if it's, if it's just like this, uh, unlimited time, then someone's going to be hurt when one person's done. And then it's also harder to be intentional. And it, it just, it just creates more intentionality when there's an end to it. So we usually cap ours at an hour. We've been letting it go a little bit longer lately, but you know, we know the cutoff time because it's when our kids wake up from their naps, but just especially I think for men now, not every man, but generally speaking, a lot of men might not like this time as much. And so, you know, and again, there's some husbands that are going to eat this up and they're going to like it more than you do. But a lot of men just like that, um, limited time and knowing like, okay, this isn't forever. I can be intentional and open in this short amount of time. So I think capping it is really helpful. Um, that's, and then just be intentional. Do not be on your phone. Everyone leave their phones inside. If you're sitting outside, like put them far away from you. Do not have your watch on, put your watch on silent, like make sure all distractions, all screens are away. Do not have the TV on, do not have the football game on in the background. This is sacred time. So make that a space that is sacred. 
And then, you know, and I want to encourage some of you that you're like, okay, that sounds great. But what about my husband? I don't think he's going to be up for this. And, you know, some ways that you can communicate this to him is to be like, Hey babe, I love you. I, I married you because I thought you were awesome. And this season is really hard, but I really love you. And I want to be closer to you. Can we just take an hour out of our week just to be intentional in conversation? And, um, you can explain to him like, Hey, we're just gonna do it for an hour. We're going to do it in this space. Like make sure you go through all of the plans so that he doesn't have to. And then, um, you know, just share like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And you can have a plan. I'm going to share a few things that you can do, but just make it so simple don't put a lot of pressure on it. Don't expect him to, um, you know, coach you through something or I don't know, (laughs) just make it so simple and low expectation and just talk about how you care about him and you want to connect to him. And also make sure you're connecting with him in the way that he wants to be connected with. Maybe that's physically, maybe that's watching a football game. Maybe that's, uh, playing sports outside. I don't know. Like, you know, make sure it's, it's mutual. If he doesn't love to sit down and talk, like show him how you are going to connect with him in his way. And then this is how you want to be connected with. Um, but I do think this is equally important for men and women. I just think generally speaking, women are going to be a little more drawn to this kind of space generally speaking. All right. Um, also what you're going to do in this space is you're going to share really openly. So just sharing your heart, like this is a space to kind of go there, share about where you're struggling, share about something that's frustrating. I encourage you not to fight during this time. I do think healthy conflict again is, is healthy, (laughs) but try not to, to do it during this time. Um, if you know it's a topic that you guys can talk through peacefully and it's not going to be a big conflict, it's, it's, it's okay and good to bring it up here. But if it's going to be a bigger conflict, you're going to want to take that somewhere else because this is time to really try and get connected, not to um, push away from each other. And I think, you know, conflict can usually last a while and so it might take over your time. Um, but you can, what my husband and I do now is just do heart checks basically. So we say like, Hey, how are you doing? And like, how are you really doing? You know, and we just share openly with each other for a little while, like how we're really doing. And then we'll ask each other the question, what do you need from me? And so we just keep it really simple. Um, in the past, we've done a few other things. We've done five questions. These are questions my pastors came up with. Um, and I think there's other sources I've seen them in, similar ones in. But um, it's just like a, a few intentional questions like what, um, what I'm trying to remember all that. How can I be praying for you? What are you dreaming about? Um, what is, yeah, I can send those to you if you want them. Um, just email me at support at morningmama.co. But just, you know, if you go search for marriage questions, you can come up with some great ones. So that's a great option. My husband does not like those. I love them. <laughs> so figure out what works for both of you or you can take turns. Uh, we also used to do a feeling wheel. So we would just identify, um, times during the week where we felt different emotions. So uh, there's this wheel with emotions like joy and feeling alone and, um, sadness and a handful of other ones. Um, and we would just share like, Oh, when you left today, I felt sad. And then like, he would say something like that. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know you felt that. Like, I didn't know you cared that much. And it just was really insightful to get to hear that. Um, so yeah, you can keep it simple. You can create some structure, figure out what works for you guys. And again, 
We have tried so many variations of this over the seven years we've been married. And we finally, in this season, found something that works and it'll probably shift again. You know, in each season, we found something different that works. So be flexible, be ready to change, and then just have fun. Like, have fun with the conversation. Um, You can also do some fun activity together. That's kind of a key to spending time together also. This space for us is more, a little more serious. Like, it's not like we're not like we're opposed to laughing, but we're trying to like really go deep. Um, you know, and then I think trying to create a separate fun space is a really good idea too. Um, you know, playing a board game, going miniature golfing, like whatever that looks like for you guys. Okay. That was, um, a lot of information. I hope that encourages you. So my, my challenge to you, don't just listen to this. Stop right now, figure out where you can schedule this, figure out the plan, And just if your husband is going to maybe be not fully in on board, then just pick the plan yourself. Um, or if, if you think he wants to contribute, then have him contribute, but make it as simple as possible for him, make a plan and then try it and then be ready to adjust, but try it for a while see if it's working and then adjust as needed. But you've got this. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for the gift of marriages. I thank you that even in this season, God, we can create healthy, beautiful marriages. And I just pray for each and every mama that's listening. God, you would give her the wisdom to figure out what this can look like and how to find energy for this. God, I pray you would just make a way for her husband to be on board with this and that you would just bind them together so beautifully in this season that their kids God would be changed forever and they would be changed forever because of what you're doing in their marriage. God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.